0: don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mommy you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today we're privileged to hear the other half of my conversation with my very own husband, Jonathan Riddle. In this episode, we will keep chatting about the benefits and all the reasons to get our families outside, how not to micromanage our kids once we are outside, and you'll hear why we both love a new way to grill for dinner. This is episode 40. Here we go. Well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week. We are going to hear the rest of my conversation with my husband, Jonathan. But first, I wanted to share a recent weekend adventure that our family had. <laughs> so great. So, we ended up just kind of by coincidence having two back to back lake days earlier in the month of July. So, they were, it was a local lake, and then we drove to another lake, which was a little further away that had sand, which was like, ugh, the best <laughs> to me. So there was sunshine and the wind and swimming and splashing and just digging in the sand. I feel like these memories are precious treasures I will hold on to forever. It's really been a wonderful summer with lots of outdoor time for our family, and I'm very grateful for that. So in last week's episode with my husband, we talked about a couple of main things, and the first one was our love for the mountains. We both love being out in the mountains and just that perspective that it brings, like I am so small compared to the majesty and grandeur of this mountain. And and then, of course, to our the one who created the mountains. And so um, we just talked about the different places we love and different elements of being outside that are so rejuvenating for us. And I wanted to share that quote again that I absolutely love by John Muir. He said, I am well again. I come to life in the cool winds and crystal waters of the mountains. So beautiful. So then we also talked about how kids really benefit from being outdoors. So do we, but our children definitely need this outdoor time. So one of the things that Richard Louvre in the book, Last Child in the Woods, which I've been quoting a lot in this series, says was children have this need to establish a self beyond adult control. And he talks about the important role of forts, hideouts, and other special places near the home for our children. So again, just encouraging, just releasing a little bit more of that control and letting our kids as they grow older, especially to have these places that are a little refuge for them, you know, a safe place, somewhere that they feel like they can be creative and have a moment of peace. And then lastly, we really talked a lot last week about how nature encourages wonder and awe. And no matter what age you are, that is an important thing in our lives, you know? So we're going to just jump back into our conversation And if you did not listen to last week's, I would highly recommend it. So this will be a little more seamless if you listen to them in order. But if not, you know, just hopefully you can just dive in today and get a chance to listen to the rest another time. All right, back to my conversation with my husband, Jonathan Riddle. Yeah, and then I do think you learn to treasure it because you're finding that it's just so much fun. It's so beautiful. You have these great adventures. And I think it builds that deep appreciation and respect for it as you're out in it, though, like you said, you have to be out experiencing it. This was kind of an interesting point um, that Louv makes, um, and I'll just read what he says. He goes, ordinarily, the first physical entry point into nature is the backyard. Next come adjacent natural areas, if we're lucky enough to live near them. Yet many parents who live next to woods, fields, canyons, and creeks say their children never play in those those areas because of the parents or child's fear of strangers or because the kids are not interested and then he t- he quotes this um, one South Carolina physician and conservationist, and he's like, "Look, this this is a big problem. It's um, they're lacking these day to day the day to day contact with the elements, like what you just said." And he goes, "I believe the lack of interest in the outdoors might have something to do with the media's presentation of nature, which which can be wonderfully educational," he says, "but also overwhelmingly dramatic and extreme." And he goes, "So kids feel they're not getting enough action if they don't see." like a grizzly bear rip apart a caribou calf then it's boring <laughs> you know what I mean I thought that was good too like all the outdoor shows and things that are like the most exciting thing you've ever seen like I think we build in too much expectation too sometimes like it has to be entertaining and I thought that was kind of funny too like another contributing factor to why kids even don't want to go outside is because they're like eh, it's boring like what am I gonna do and I didn't see anything cool right you know I don't know if you've noticed that's that.
1: funny no that makes sense <laughs> yeah U- that. youtube generation yes it's funny i've seen a lot of those videos too and i find it interesting but, you showed
0: uh, me one what was that the snake
1: oh that was from the planet earth <gasps> the snakes chasing those baby uh uh lizards
0: oh man don't look it up just don't do it the
1: <laughs> second planet earth one in 4k or, or something it,
0: anyways i i'm sorry go ahead
1: watched it at my parents house yes
0: yeah, they own it. Or own it? Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, as far as exciting, you know, you can watch a video and, oh, that's exciting and interesting. But I think the most heart-pounding excitement I may have had, I was out walking once and I was many hours into a hike and a, I was hiking up a trail and a <gasps> bear was snorting down this trail. <gasps> oh. <and> I was <laughs> trying to be somewhat quiet. He didn't pop his head up till he was probably about 10 feet away from me.
0: Oh, my word.
1: Um, And that was... Not a two-second encounter. It was more like a two-minute encounter when he was just slowly coming, and it must have been a decent wind from him to I, or he must have just been oblivious. But, oh, uh, my goodness. It was like a cartoon. When he popped his head up and saw me, his eyes almost popped out of his head. <laughs> he, he turned so fast and rammed into the woods at about Mach 50. There was a little more excitement that in that exciting. moment <laughs> than uh, than watching you know, a grizzly bear attack uh, the poor little caribou guy.
0: I know. I know. I just, I thought that was so true. I thought that was a really interesting thing, observation that this guy made because, this um, doctor made, because kids are really into like entertainment and being entertained. And so I think it's an important challenge we have in this day and age with all the technology to teach our kids how to let themselves be bored for a while and then teach them that if you give it enough time, you're gonna, it's gonna turn on that creativity in your brain and you're gonna start relaxing, you're gonna start having fun. And so it, you know, it just takes that kind of reprogramming of like encouraging our kids that it's not going to be like the most crazy exciting thing every time but you can still have fun you know
1: well life's not the most crazy And life is not when (laughs) they go ahead and get a full-time job yes i'm sure some of some of the people i've hired would tell you that it not every moment of the 40 hours they're there yes is the most exciting thing they've ever done oh
0: yeah for sure
1: i'd like to think so but i have a feeling they might disagree
0: totally well here's another kind of example i was thinking of with just the challenges of in our generation, in our day and age that we live in to just really encourage and practice and get everybody outside. I think another kind of weird phenomenon is that when we do finally get outside, we tell our kids how to play. Like we micromanage. So another way we can encourage discovery is to avoid micromanaging how the kids play once we get outside. (laughs) Like if you go to the average playground, um, you'll see a lot of like Instructions happening, and I've been totally guilty of this too. But like, do you want to go on this? Do you want to go that? Do you want to go that? Like, do you want to go on the slide? And like, all these questions. And again, I feel like that decision fatigue that everybody always talks about. That's what we're doing to our kids. We're unintentionally giving our children like some so many decisions. It might be stressing them out because we're always like, Are you hungry? Ready for a snack? I brought cheese. Oh, you don't want cheese? Do you you want to go potty? Do you have to go? Like, are you having fun? Are you hot? Are you cold? What about the merry-go-round? Do you want to come swing with Mama? It's like, okay whoa like I have to do this to myself too like just stop like let him go explore let her go try this thing now of course we'd have to ask the potty question (laughs) I will say but besides that you know like it's okay to just calmly sit and watch your kids explore and play at a playground and not overwhelm them with decisions that they may or may not be equipped to make now I'm generalizing here and I'm talking about in general when they're younger too but
1: well they have to learn to make their own decisions. Yeah. So having the freedom to choose what they do, yeah. and then like with with two year olds, yeah, at the park, I just kind of follow. Yes, very closely, <laughs> um because the, our current two year old loves to climb. Yes, but and he that, doesn't know
0: there's an edge. Like yes, he'll just walk right off the edge yes, if he will.
1: <laughs> um, so it's a lot of following, but you know, it's never, you know, not that would never prompt. Yes, yeah, sometimes it's, you, it's you do prompt sometimes. when they're super
0: little, especially. But like, even but it is school, good to show
1: up, and you just kind of. Let them take take reins. I'd recommend watching them. It's nothing mm-hmm. worse than the mom at the park that does not watch their kids as they like beat up on yours. Yes, then that's you're always like, awkward. I don't know how to deal with this nasty kid. And if you're two feet away, you can.
0: Yeah, can you please get off Facebook and just help us out here? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to see that friend from high school who's on vacation in Cabo right now.
1: Curating their false <laughs> life <Curated>. too.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, I was also going to share that I thought it was super interesting when we were in Switzerland. We found this park, and I'm going to mention this more um, in a different episode as well. But just there the was the world's a, most
1: amazing park. The
0: world's most amazing park. Like in, it,
1: it was in Basel. Yeah. So if if you're ever in Basel, I might want a have... park. Go ahead and message Sunday afternoon, Mama, and yes. we will send you right to the coolest park ever it's a great one in Zurich we went to as well so maybe it's just a Swiss thing
0: it was so cool in general I mean I'll go into this deeper I believe in an upcoming episode but it had like wood material like everything was made out of wood and it was soft it wasn't like sliver inducing wood but it was just had worn down enough it was really great and there was like a cool basket type of swing instead of a rubber swing and then there's like different materials it wasn't like plasticky it was just more wood And then they had this little tiny, tiny, tiny shallow creek, like, I mean, barely covered your feet. And the kids could just take off their shoes and play. And I had to, I was really interested to see the different parenting styles and cultural styles of like, a lot of the moms were just like totally relaxed, sitting there, just visiting with each other. And their kids were totally safe and happily playing. They could look over for validation, like, yay, you climbed up to the top of the tower or whatever. But they just weren't like micromanaging so much as I see in the average park here. So again, just it's it's good to allow for adventure and provide opportunities for discovery and freedom as it's age appropriate, you know? And one of the ways like that our family tries to create these moments is to try to do these outdoor adventures most weekends and it, like definitely on Saturdays. So what is one of the favorite kind of Saturday adventures we've done so far This summer, let's say, with our kids, babe, can you think of one that you have really enjoyed?
1: I think that one that was super enjoyable was when we went up to The Married.
0: The Married, yes.
1: In Seattle. (laughs) Seattle. We stayed um, near there at a massive water park. And we told the girls, hey, they might have a pool. At this yes. um, hotel, so we're going to take your swimsuits, uh, knowing full well that it's like the biggest indoor water park or one of them in the northwest. Yeah, you know that was just a ton of fun. Took took an extra day off of work and just hung out up there. And it wasn't
0: had... technically outdoors, but that was indoors. That was indoors. Yeah. Do you have an outdoor True. one?
1: An outdoor one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've enjoyed going down towards uh when we can get all the way to the coast. Has been great. Yeah. um And I really like going to the lakes which is kind of kind of funny. We have this little pool inflatable yeah. for, our, for our little boy that's like a car, and it has a steering wheel, and you can honk the horn. And it actually can tip over, so you got to be right there with him. It's yes. not, not the safest floaty. <laughs> you still want his, his life jacket on him, that's yes. for sure. But uh, we've taken that to the lake as well as our little pool that we have in the backyard and he drives that thing around (laughs) in the water he loves loves to drive 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 drive. and he'll point out all the people in his truck and tractor book all the drivers drive drive yeah so he'll sit there for half hour an hour driving around and he'll stay in the shallows so he could touch so he'll be like walking in his floaty because it's got like a little he sits in it and his legs go through (laughs) yes It's but so he can awesome. he can still walk in it if he's at the right depth and he'll walk around and just drive back and forth and uh, you know the girls love the lakes too and I, I like I just there's something about being at a lake and outside and especially if we can sit in the sun and in a nice chair and relax that's always beneficial as well half the time we're right in there with them but you know when when the other parent volunteers to go in and you could sit down yes. for 10 <laughs> minutes and just relax in the sun and there's a lot of birds and different stuff this time of year. And it's, that's just been really fun. And we've managed to do that a number of times.
0: Yeah, we've done a good job of that, I feel like this year.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a, a lot of work. It's been the first 15 minutes blowing up floaties, it seems like. I need to get like a, a trailer to hold floaties.
0: <laughs> it's so true.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, once, once you get going, it's been a ton of fun. We even barbecued out there one time. A little, yeah. A little camping barbecue. Yeah, that up. was really fun. So all the way through dinner, and everyone takes off at dinner time, which is kind of nice. So then you're there not on your own, but with far fewer people.
0: Yeah, the crowd gets way less, so it's really nice. It's kind of more peaceful at that point, and the yep. sun is kind of slowly going down.
1: Yeah, in the Pacific yeah. Northwest, the sun, the peak of the day, the peak heat, is usually around five p.m. Yeah. So if you stay through dinner, you usually have great heat um, as long as you keep in the sun. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's wonderfully warm, and you can swim in the water. And this has been a lot of fun to get out to the to the lakes.
0: Yeah. Mine have been our trips to the coast because I, it's one of my happy places is just to go to the beach. And when I see beach, it's Pacific Northwest. It's, I've mentioned this before. It's not like a warm, get in the water type of beach, but the I The water do, actually hurts. Yes, it does. Kids, for
1: some reason it doesn't hurt kids, but yeah. adults, it hits your feet and it like tangles. Stings. It stings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: You're like, Oh my goodness. Someone just like hit my feet. <laughs> And so but I love like we hit this amazing really warm day recently and it was just like perfect. There was not a ton of wind and I just the kids they're at the age where they really enjoy the the sand, which is helpful. So like our little boy finally has gotten to the point where he's like, "Ooh, I can dig with this shovel and I can play with the bucket and I can run around and squish the sand in my toes and it feels cool and I'm he just likes to do more now as he's getting getting older obviously but yeah I just have really enjoyed the coast trips because they're pretty easy and low-key and they're just I that's one of my places that I love besides the mountains is the the majesty and power of the ocean so
1: the ocean's one more place that'll remind you really quick how small you are
0: oh yeah and the cool kind of rhythms of the tides and the fact that everything just works together so perfectly, like the, the wisdom and power of God, it just like blows my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. We even
1: found this year a little cove. Yeah. That's pretty rounded and it's a little bit in the trees and there's kind of a reef in front of it. So that the waves break up on the reef and then you have these little baby waves. Oh, cool, yeah. That make it into the cove, and I've managed to get down there twice this year, both times without Hannah. I know. It's random. Both I was times sick. with the kids. <laughs> yes. You can. It's perfectly toddler healthy because you're not going to get a creeper wave come because the waves are only about two, three. It's little lap waves. I know. I love that. So that that's a bit of a drive to get to this cove we found, but that's really cool when you have the benefit of the ocean, but you don't have the fear of the waves.
0: Yes. Because there's
1: nothing like a, a two-year-old running trying to run around with the waves and you get one that's you know six times bigger than the last hundred and get a run out there and grab them but yeah that was a really cool find for for toddler land and the girls like the bigger waves better but as far as being a toddler goes that was a real a real nice find if we're up for a long drive
0: i know i love that you guys were able to do that so We thought we'd share just some tips and a takeaway for everybody when it comes to incorporating some of these concepts and ideas into our families and our lives. The first one is to set an example by getting outside as a family and giving plenty of opportunities for everyone to just be together and enjoy things like the wind in your hair and the sun on your face. Just, just start, you know, if you haven't done it much, just start. The second one is to step back and let your kids explore and figure out the world around them a little more often. And you can practice, you know, like at the park, just step back a little more. And maybe if you're going on a walk around the neighborhood or if you go out to a local farm or you live on some property, just practice that little bit of, you know, take a deep breath and just let them do a little more like what they can figure out and do. And I don't know, it's just fun to watch. The next one is to surrender any fears that you have, like deep fears. Just surrender them to God and just provide those safe and fun adventures where your kids can succeed, maybe even fail or problem solve or discover things about creation. And then, of course, while we do that, let's not, you know, create any unnecessary fears in our kids about the environment, that ecophobia that Louv talks about. We can care for it, respect it, but not live in fear of it. Do you have any tips or a takeaway to add to what I just shared that to encourage um encourage us parents out there
1: um i mean it, you start somewhere with i mean john muir which you quoted earlier says the mountains are calling um and other people many times have talked about it um and i think it's the title of the netflix documentary america's national parks it's like one of our greatest ideas or mm, some yeah. of that nature i mean we have there's lots of rugged natural places but i mean The the girls playing at these parks in Basel and in Zurich, um, city parks, Yep. Um, well within cities of, you know, Zurich's, Zurich Metro is probably pushing a million people. Basel's, uh, I don't know, a few hundred thousand. So it's not a big city, but we're not talking wild and rugged nature this is not um the klondike yeah exactly and the girls were exploring and having fun um we tend to let them it or at least me maybe less so hannah <laughs> tend to let them explore to the point where they can fail and then i right. need to climb up and help get them down i won't let them get to a point where they're in danger right or grave danger at least
0: yeah exactly
1: it can start in a park somewhere in your town and hopefully your town has something Wild and rugged, and if not, you know it starts in your backyard. And this is building their character. So try and you know build out your backyard a little bit. And kids don't need much. Trim the blackberries so they don't get cut. If you if you happen to have those, anything prickly. Try and water some. Try and water the lawn a little so they have a little bit of a green spot. But it doesn't need to be a gardening masterpiece for kids to explore.
0: Yeah, our backyard is actually our current backyard is not very big at all. No. And no. we make the most of it and they play out there a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, you know, it's just get started and then maybe think about, do we plan a holiday to a national park somewhere? Mm-hmm. And most of the nations within a reasonable area, um, reasonable distance of a national park they could go to and really explore, go camping. If you, if you want to try that, a lot of the campgrounds now will offer like a yurt or a, dry cabin type of things. So you don't have to have gear. Yeah. Uh, we'll warn you, you have to book those long in advance. Yes.
0: as We have definitely found that to be true. <laughs> oh.
1: But uh yeah, it's so getting outside. Uh I w- I taught the girls this is this was great. So yeah, one of the trips to that cove earlier this year, when you were um ill, I had just the girls and we camped in one of those those years because it was early in the year. It was too cold to take little ones camping they just don't have the right bags all the time i have the gear they don't Mm -hmm. so you know we scheduled and got extra time stayed in a yurt has a heater yep and uh we were playing poo sticks outside from one of the old winnie the pooh episodes where you you throw a stick in the water oh yeah under a bridge and whoever comes out first is the winner and we played poo sticks for like an hour plus
0: that's amazing
1: and i'm quite good at any sort of game our middleest, child youngest daughter was just killing it because she had kind of figured a way to flick it (laughs) underneath as she went so it land halfway under so instead of dropping it she was uh giving herself a bit of an advantage but they have very fond memories if you ask them about the poo sticks we were playing yeah from that winnie the pooh episode of which they've never seen that i pulled out of i don't know what i was a really i was young when i saw it and it just yeah. struck me but you just gave ourselves the opportunity and made the memory um and we booked it and just did it and hannah and our little guy were sick and i went anyways yep um and that was that's that was the trip when we found that cove we spent like four hours that day at a park yeah I was bored out of my mind, ended up playing tag forever, sweating, (laughs) (laughs) playing tag, which is really great when you're camping. (laughs) But I I mean, you know, some of those just giving yourself the chance, get started, go do something, go outside. Um, If it's super hot, do it in the morning when when you're less likely to overheat and get cranky.
0: And I feel like you do have to carve out some space for this on weekends. The weekends can't be so full of other things that you can't go have fun outside, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you just have to say sometimes that we need to book four or five hours to go to a lake or go to a river. There's rivers everywhere. Yeah. And usually they're clean enough to go in mm-hmm. across most of this nation. A small river where you can play in it. Yes. That's kind of fun too. And that's something that not a lot of people always remember is, you know, the 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 greenways along the rivers where you're, you can go and yeah. wade and splash and yeah. skip rocks and have all sorts of old-fashioned Andy Griffith fun yes. in a way that uh, we kind of forget about. So just start. Go do something. Figure out what's out there. Google it. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. So kind of as we wrap up that section, just be encouraged that it's not too late to start. Like maybe you haven't done this a lot with your family. It's never too late. And your kids and even you are going to benefit so much from being outside. It'll immediately start bringing kind of a more calm sense to your heart and your mind. A lot of times when you're out even on a walk or just exploring, your mind can really um, solve problems better and it sort of like brings you clarity maybe about an issue you've been struggling with. That happens to me all the time and I you're love it.
1: Definitely more creative when yeah. you're on a walk. I mean, yeah. I'd recommend that at work too. And I yeah. recommend that to my employees. If you're stuck on a problem, go take a walk. Yep. You know, get some endorphins in your system, let your mind relax a little Or go for a jog in the evening. Somehow let your creative juices flow. Get out of the office. Quit looking at that screen. Yeah. And uh, you're going to be a better employee for having not been here for half an hour.
0: Yeah. I love it. So be encouraged. Be encouraged, my friends. This is totally possible, and we are just cheering for you to, to go ahead and do more adventures like this. So we have one more kind of main segment Um, for today, and that's my favorite things. So Jonathan, I thought you could go first. Just anything that is kind of related to the outdoors, but some of your personal like favorite things when it comes to hanging out outside or maybe camping gear or something like that.
1: So as far as my favorite things, I mean, I love being, being outside and just those are my favorite things. But if you look at favorite stuff, um, I bought a spoon the other day Uh um, at REI, which is I don't know how big they are. They're the Northwest. They're all over the Northwest. It's a spoon. That's a fork. That is I don't know what it's made of, but it also has like a screwdriver and a bottle opener. And Uh it's like this. It's like a total survival spoon. Yes. And uh, I hooked it to my um, hiking backpack, and I've never used it, but I'm super excited about having this spoon. I feel (laughs) like, like it will come in handy. Somehow this will be like save my life somewhere along the way. Yeah. When in reality we're gonna be, you know out on a picnic or something and be like oh how do we spread the (laughs) the jam (laughs) that's probably how it'll get used but I'm super excited for this like two three dollar spoon that I bought with my dividend at REI that's awesome um what else and then we we recently purchased an outdoor flat top griddle so picture like making pancakes but outside on a barbecue that make that's like a flat top for like pancakes you could also do hamburgers and steaks and everything else on it yeah So we've done a ton of cooking outside lately, which has fallen to me. So we're out there late at night when I finally, or not that late, but when I finally get home from work, eating dinner definitely later. Yes. You know, it does keep the house cooler by not having to cook inside and cook it up real quick. And then we all sit out there and the girls tend to hop back in our little pool and, uh, you know, that's just...
0: That's another elo- actually, It's a way to get outside, I would say. The, now that you just said that, is to eat outside. Eating like, outside, yep. And then yeah. sometimes
1: there's bugs. Yep. And I know some areas of the nation screens kind of are a must for that. hmm Um also a healthy tolerance of it just is what it is. Yeah. is a good way Mild to wild
0: annoyance, but it's okay. On
1: <laughs> the twenty acres I grew up on, um my parents had cattle and sometimes horses. Yeah we eat outside all the time, and there'd be uh, yellow jackets, mm. which are great. Yellow jackets are a nice thing because they serve no purpose that I know of other than to sting you. <laughs> and one yellow jacket <laughs> could sting you multiple times. Yes, that's horrible. They can pull the stinger back and just keep on stinging. So they're yeah. not sacrificing their life like a honeybee. Right. Nor are they making honey. I mean, they do eat meat, and they clean up nature, right? I, right. They do have a purpose, but right. I don't know why they have a stinger. feel
0: a little less guilty for swatting at them.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I mean, just... I grew up and they were just all around and you learn to deal with it. And uh, sometimes people get stung. But yeah, some of that stuff too, you just, you learn how to deal. So yeah. a little bit of tolerance for some of the bugs. Getting bit by a mosquito is never fun. I'd right. recommend a net or a uh, uh, thermocell. Mm-hmm. If you want. I'll go ahead and look that up. We don't talk a lot about products on here, but yeah, we definitely have a, thermo- a favorite thing? thermocell yeah. lantern oh,
0: yeah.
1: that has uh, been really good for keeping mosquitoes away. And if you live in a crazy mosquito area and you buy one and use it, I'd be interested, you know, message Hannah and tell me how it works for you because I've never had it in the, you know, the mosquito death zone. Yeah. Just find a way. And then if you need a little bit of gear or net or something, just take little steps, plan what you can do, get outside. And yeah. that's, it'll, you'll have tons of favorites. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to pick just one.
0: I know. I know. It's good. My favorite thing is actually just more of um, an element of nature is I love the light in the evenings right now it's just there's been some really stunning sunrises this has probably been one of my favorite things before because it's always gonna be a favorite thing but I just remember the other night I was like look outside like come look at this it was just like bright beautiful shades of yellow and I want to say it was orange, right? It was just like this mm-hmm. fiery orange. So it's just so stunning. And again, it that perspective that nature gives us of our place in this world and the, the fact that we are a part of this creation, we're not the creator. Like it just is like so humbling. But anyways, that's one of my favorite things right now. And I am loving that you are cooking a lot of dinners and hanging out outside. I do, I love eating outside in the summer. It's just we have outdoor lights. We have, no, we, they're not always on at the time that we're eating. It's still pretty light out, but we have this great ambiance now that we finally created and it's just it's so fun. It's been years of years in adding, the
1: making. <laughs> adding one thing at a time as budget yes. and time allow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have one more quick thing to share and that's just a bumblebee moment. And it's just kind of a funny or random thing that's happened at home with our kids and I thought I'd put you on the spot and see if there was any that you can think of from our kids lately that you would want to share.
1: Uh, and the only bungly bee thing that I could think of is, is just how our little guy, he's learning to talk. Yes. You know, and Hannah talked about Seattle, Seattle, mm-hmm. and just um, Thomas, Thomas. Thomas this, the train. Yep. All this great intonation. Inflection. In, inflection. Yep. And everything he says so much excitement. And then he'll say that word that way every time. And like, it's not Seattle, it's Seattle. Yeah, exactly. He'll say it that way every time. And it's super cute and super Bunglebee. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's just fun.
0: Yeah, I love it so much. Well, thank you again for being with us today, babe. It was really fun to chat with you. Just lots of great, great content and hopefully some encouragement and help for everyone listening right now. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or a family member so they can check it out, too. Good old-fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. And you can also, if you love a particular episode, there's an option on Apple Podcasts to click on share an episode. And it just, you can text it to them and it'll provide that direct link. Um, So that's a really fun way to share particular episodes, too. Come visit SundayAfternoonMama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and I will be back with you next week. In the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.